0: To save your mental health, you made a wish and then you lost
1: it down the wishing well. But when you're with me, there's no need to be.
0: So tell me, is it somewhere else that you wanna?
1: This is Chronic Victory Podcast number 31. I'm your host, David Manthe. Here today, once again, with the majestic, wonderful Beth and Collier. Say hello,
0: Beth. Oh, hi!
1: (laughs) And that intro song was Protector by City Wolf. Good song, good artist. Check them out. Tune.
0: Absolute tune.
1: I'm just going to start out, uh, you know, the motto of the show. Take with you what you can use. Leave everything else behind And I just want to say something before we get going. A warrior has two things. Cunning. When to fight, when to run, and they never charge blindly ahead. And they also have a vision. They're part of something greater than themselves and have a greater cause than self-preservation. Your enemies come in three forms. The world, the flesh, the dark. Don't self-proclaim anything to anybody. Earn your better life, prepare for battle, and become a true warrior. And I hope that whoever is tuned in today, that you're like, yeah, I could do that. And you hop on the path with us. So join us. There's plenty of ways to do that. And we'll talk about that. So today is Corona Thursday, I guess. I don't know.
0: Every day is Corona Thursday
1: (laughs) Yeah, I suppose So we're going to go over a lot today We got, we Beth and I have a lot of topics And I thought, you know, I can't answer all these viewer, follower, viewer I guess it's not a viewer, it's a listener, follower questions that I got We got a lot more I need somebody with me And uh, I voluntold Beth to do that with me today So honored to have you back, Beth Thanks for doing this Thanks for taking the time and Great to be back. Yeah, so uh, we're I think we're just going to jump into topics and we'll get the questions later. And since everybody's, not everybody, I say everybody, but most people are working from home right now and they're just kind of isolated anyways, we're just going to take as long as we need to. There's a lot of people have a lot of concerns and worries and they also are looking for specific things to be mentioned and requests. I've had a lot of requests about what we could talk about today. So we'll try and get to all that. But let's go through some uh, topics and things to talk about. First thing I want to go towards is dead ends. What I call dead ends. Dead ends that lead to negativity. I kind of got sick of seeing the same stuff over and over. A lot of people that I talk with one-on-one, we, we always tend to see the same stuff and, and kind of are like, that's bullshit. As as far as the, the posts that we always see, right? The But you don't look sick. And then it's just... That's it. Like, that's the end of it. There's no objectivity to it. There's no point to it. It's just kind of like, yes, people don't understand me. Fuck them. That, to me, is what I would call a dead end. And that would, even if you agree with it and you're like, yeah, I hate it when people say that. Well, that's just, now you're just riled up. Like, what did that do for you? Was that beneficial for you? So dead ends, you know, and then I had somebody tell me that, well, when, you know, we need to correct all the people that say things like that. Otherwise it, it's, these are microaggressions and, and I don't agree with this. And The whole microaggression thing it puzzles me. I don't know how you feel about this, Beth. We glazed down it yesterday when we were talking about stuff, but word policing. Is there our responsibility to word police everything that people are going to say? Or especially like we have so many things that we're dealing with right now, physically, mentally, we have so many different battles we're fighting. If we start word policing people, that seems tiring to me. That seems like suddenly if I feel aggressed upon something because I choose to be aggressed, hence microaggression, mm-hmm. that that's going to lead me to some sort of false victimhood. Like, oh, now, you know, somebody said something. Well, of course they don't understand. They, of course they don't know the context because they're not you. They're not in pain. They don't have the chronic ailment. That got me thinking about the whole, but you don't look sick thing being a kid, I talk about this repeatedly cuz it's it's both it's kind of laughable but it's also like I've never heard the term inspiration porn I was accused of inspiring people falsely and uh like the whole microaggression thing just puzzled me when somebody told me that cuz it's like wait oh, hang on we're going we're gonna to start policing people and just, you're going to get aggressed upon the things that they say. Listen, you don't have to like what people say, but wouldn't it be more beneficial to just have thick skin and realize that they're not going to understand because guess what? They're not you.
0: Yeah, that is the key point. Like nobody, like we've touched on before, nobody understands truly what anyone's going through. Everyone has their own individual stuff. But I think with, with posts like that, with things statements like you don't look sick and then not following that up with why it is you're posting that and why it is that you feel misunderstood by people who make those statements to you. Because I've you know I've had I've had numerous people uh in my past work life like who I've disclosed to I've got a you know I've got fibromyalgia and they their instant response is, Well you don't look sick and to me typically It used to be, well, it depends what mood, mood I would be in as to whether my reaction would be, yeah, cheers, as in like, yeah, thanks, I needed to hear that, or genuinely, I'm glad that I don't look sick because I am showing up trying to pretend that I'm okay all the time.
1: Yeah, you're carrying yourself well. Uh, yeah, it could be um, conf- like, maybe that's an, a compliment, like, oh, my gosh, you don't look that yeah. way. I'm surprised, you know, and I think uh, taking the opportunity when it presents itself like that to explain, yeah, well, yeah, this is actually what's going on and educating. That's perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, totally. So like to just it's a really shit good way post to.
1: Or, or just kind of leave it there and have this. I noticed there's like this whole, but you don't look sick movement where like people just uh, like you said, they don't follow through. They're just like, but you don't look sick. And then, and then the comment is like people suck and it's like okay we get that but uh you're not helping anybody including yourself by saying that
0: yeah you're not helping anyone understand what your situation is and you're not taking responsibility for how you com- could communicate better with people that don't understand because visibly we don't look sick and that's just that is just the way it is and actually I think you would struggle to find people that would want to look sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, it's great. not a great look. Um, so I'm glad that I don't look sick. So if I if I choose to disclose to people that I'm not feeling well, then that's my chance. Should I want to talk about it, to talk openly about how it does affect me and how the invisible illness, you know, is affecting me day to day, and and what it is that others can, you know, help me in my day-to-day struggles but without actually communicating what it is that's hidden behind the person that doesn't look sick i don't think it's very productive um way of channeling an energy that could actually be uh done in a more positive responsible way
1: do you think the whole do you think chronic illness community is kind of responsible to curb people's behavior I think that's a personal choice. I don't think we're responsible to do that. But And also the, the kind of false victimhood by if you're going to be offended by all these little things that you hear, isn't that kind of a slap in the face to like real victims? Because there are real victims out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's another place where people need to re- take responsibility is if they're reading something and they're reacting to it in a <laughs> negative way or an angry way. Before blasting somebody or before calling somebody out on something that was said by somebody else that made them feel a certain way, take a moment to reflect on why it is your feeling that way and what it is about that post that made you feel angry or upset or misunderstood. And just take a moment to reflect as to why that is, what that's triggered inside for you. Because everything you read online is... You know, everything everything anyone reads is just is interpreted differently, depending on the mood you're in, um, where you are, huh. who wrote it. So I think... Uh, taking I love text. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, so many times I have either put my foot in it or just completely misread something yeah. in a situation because of the frame of mind that I'm in.
1: That's like when you have to call somebody by phone to be like, what the hell, man? They're like, no, 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 I meant it in a different way. And you guys got to like smooth things out.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what we need to take from this is to talk more, text less. (laughs) That's (laughs) definitely something I do in my personal life. I really try and make effort to talk more and text less because, especially when I was, uh, Really unwell last year. I was misinterpreting things left, right, and centre, and I, a lot of my messages did not make sense to the people that I was responding to. Um, yeah. Whereas if I'd had a conversation about it and not just got carried away in my imagination as to what was going on in my head, then it would have been a much easier situation. So I guess maybe like I don't know what the answer is. I'm not gonna not gonna claim to know the answer. Fine.
1: we don't need. But to. It
0: definitely, I think everyone online needs to take responsibility for. Before, you know, before responding in like a knee jerk, if you're doing anything by text and the knee jerk reaction or you're angry and you're blasting someone online, that will have negative and potentially detrimental effects to somebody else's well-being and mindset. So just be really mindful with what you're saying and what you are putting out there.
1: The inspiration porn thing. I already know what you're going to say, but I had to actually ask myself, is my podcast inspiration porn? Before I responded. Of course, like right away I'm like, Well, f- piss on you. Like you don't you don't even you probably haven't even listened to what I have said, but do you think it is?
0: I think it is. Yeah. No. Why? <laughs> no. I, th- well, cause I think well because I give me the why
1: though. I think the why is the more most important part.
0: Absolutely. Um so you're very real and you're very um you're very productive of what you say. So I feel like every time I listen to your podcast is it's well thought out. You're sharing a real life experience and you're very realistic as well. You're not, you're not ever, I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast where I feel like you're feeding me bullshit. Like you've got the answers to everything and everything's airy fairy. It's going to be okay. You're very true to what it's like to in with chronic pain. And you're very, you're to the point and you're blunt, which I think is maybe part of what some people's issues are is some people aren't necessarily ready to. Yeah. It's hard that. to
1: look, look yourself in the mirror
0: and, and face it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also yeah. hard when you're in the mindset, you know, maybe you're new to the game or you're, you're adapting to the changes that your condition has now put on your life. You're not ready to accept that actually things can be okay. Because, you know, we, you and I would have gone through those processes prior to putting our material out, potentially. I know I certainly did. Certainly yeah. have. And I'm still working on putting material out because i'm still in like a making sure i'm ready and i'm you know doing it for the right reasons but no i think i think what you do is is real and raw i don't think any you, you know like the start of this podcast <clears throat> for example the warrior what a great start that got me feeling really pumped and like that put a fire in my belly and that's not the first time the intro to one of your podcasts has done that awesome um Perfect. But it wasn't an unrealistic one. It was like, yes, this like this matters. What you're saying resonates with me. And that's something that I have within me. So, yeah, that's Episode
1: awesome. number 31, Flatter David. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you, though. I appreciate that. Um, you I like to hear other people's perspective, though, about why it's not. Because I, I can easily just say, because I made it. Like, it's mine. I mean, did they give one. any
0: examples of this so-called inspiration?
1: Uh, no, or? just just spreading false hope she um it was a she she believed that um she disagreed with actually i said like my thing is victory through what was it uh, my my actual sentence that i have on instagram is like despite winning through daily life despite chronic illness or chronic pain chronic ailment something to that effect and she's like i don't believe in the despite chronic, uh, like you're bound to lose and fail but What I'm trying to convey is the whole core of this podcast, of my existence, of doing this, is that there's victory in the fight. There's victory in the effort. You don't necessarily have to win the battle or the war. Shit, you could be terminal and you could die. And so long as you fought and you were relentless and you did the things that you needed to do to maximize the desired outcome right? That's the point is to like, I want to live. I want to be better. I want to maximize those chances. Yeah. That's the point. That is your win. You did not succumb. You did not quit. Your body might die, which all of ours will at some point. So this is purpose to me.
0: Yeah. So it doesn't 100%.
1: it doesn't mean you're going to just like this is not the victory as in like you beat a video game or like you you win a board game or you you win 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 you win a football game or something like that. This is personal. This is this is like spiritual. This is this is the core of your being, right? The victory is in that effort that you put forth. Yeah. To do the best you can, to live the best you can. Like that's that's the victory. Yeah. That you didn't just it's about doing something hard because the, the easiest thing to do, right, is to just be the victim, succumb, eat the unhealthy food, not exercise. You're in pain, fuck it. You're just going to veg all day on Netflix or whatever. These are the easy choices, the short-term gratification that leads to defeat after defeat after defeat. And before you know it, your life's over and, you, and you're asking for more time. Okay, this yeah. is quite the opposite. This is all the difficult things. Okay, this is about using discipline to get there and and trying and trying to better yourself in some way. I don't care what way it is, it doesn't have to. And when I say uh, to make you better, I don't, I never want somebody to think like, listen to the podcast, it'll heal you. Ta da!
0: Yeah, not at all. Not yeah, at all.
1: not realistic. I, I find that I'm a pretty reasonable person. It's about just bettering yourself in some way. Even, and uh, I, I think, god that i'm not terminal or anything and i i really like my heart goes out to people in that situation because i don't know what that's like i cannot tell you what that's like because i haven't lived it i've seen it but i haven't lived it myself it hasn't been it hasn't been that personal with me like i like it hasn't been somebody in my own family but it's been uh, family friends and, and things like that yeah. and i've seen it firsthand but e- but even that some of those people have have the most valuable things to teach us, or to say, and have more of a warrior spirit than somebody that is more, you know, I don't care if this offends people, more capable, or or you know more healthy than that person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's just uh, it's inspiring. And if and if somebody's going to construe what I do as inspiration porn, good. You made it easy for me to decide who's going to be in this community and who's not ready yeah quite frankly but you you uh sorry to go on tangent but that's well i guess tangents are the point of the show right i think we decided that last time yeah episode 27 we roll back and collier (laughs) (laughs) but you you brought up you kind of were touching on um i made a little note here us versus them mentality yeah uh kind of what we started with the whole but you don't look sick thing as in all the chronically ill people need to band together against all the, the nor- uh, what a uh, previous guest of mine, Ryan, said, the normies, the normal mm-hmm. people and the healthy people. But listen, like we, we, okay, as a community, sometimes we get our head up our own ass because we're so, yeah. like, we're so used to this stuff day by day. Yeah. Normal, quote unquote, healthy, quote unquote, people, they have their own problems too. They're just different problems.
0: Okay? Yeah.
1: They're going through their own shit, whether it be financial, professional, relationship problems. And all this kind of leads into something you mentioned that you wanted to talk about. Uh, there's a grieving process that I don't think people are identifying. So let's go over that again.
0: Well, so the whole, the whole sort of reason I started thinking about this and trying to focus my attention on how we can help others, not just people within our community, is like I've seen – I have purposely not spent a lot of time online of late because I've been finding myself getting annoyed by certain posts which are just repeated on my timeline and my feed just constantly yeah. by uh, people within the chronic within the chronic pain community, sort of almost like blasting and trying to minimise the situation that we're all in worldwide now by saying stuff like you know oh well i hope when all of this all of this covid nonsense is over that people actually take time to um remember the people that continue to live in isolation and that's not a choice thing and you know um just just that i just don't Mm. think that that's you know that's not a that's that's not a word for word quote quote version because i've just really tried to block them out but i've just seen a few and i'm just like oh guys come on like Yes, we do typically and, at, you know, for extended periods live within sort of like an isolated uh, lifestyle. We can't go out as much as we want to. We can't interact with people as much as we want to face to face. We're limited to how much we can physically go shopping for ourselves. But what we can do from that, I feel we can turn, you know, we can share our life experience on that on how to cope because, Change is a process that takes, changing behaviour takes, you know, can take weeks, years, weeks, months, years to do. And like worldwide, we're all having to suddenly change our behaviours and our day-to-day routines. And there is a grieving process that comes with that of having to suddenly change because nobody has a choice right now. Um, I appreciate some people are being completely ignorant and ignoring the rules uh, entirely,
1: (laughs) um that's kind of why i said in the in my latest post that was kind of controversial mm-hmm. lead because yeah. people like us instead of comparing and doing the whole like this is a contest thing like well i've been doing this for two years i've even said it i've said it to my wife or I've said mm-hmm. it to people like how are you, how are you doing doing this and i say well honestly i've been doing this for like a year and a half but then it sounds kind of like arrogant
0: yeah like, yeah and I, I've, I've said it too i've kind of like yeah I myself, myself. been like well it's kind of like there's there's been positives for me personally because I have I have more contact with people now that I haven't had contact with before because people now have the time to pick up the phone and make those calls. Yeah. Um. But that's like, you know, and and I've 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 said it in the way of like for me there's not much change and like I've there's I've then felt awkward and bad because I then feel like I've made the other person feel a bit awkward because oh shit yeah this is this is quite normal for you. But that doesn't, that shouldn't make anyone else feel bad. Like we shouldn't be like making people or intentionally making people feel bad for them now suddenly being in a similar situation because we can support people through that because we have been through that period of change. We've been through that period of grief. We've been in denial that we can't do all these things. We've been angry that we now suddenly have limitations on our lives. We've bargained with ourselves about like, oh, well, what if this and what? What? how about that? and then we've gone through periods of depression and we've come out to the other end with acceptance or can for me I continue to have to get to that point of acceptance of this is my life now because it, it changes constantly like I moved recently and I had a good three days of being a powerhouse and moving stuff and lifting and and feeling great and then you know obviously hit a wall and had to lie in bed for 10 days and felt awful and then You know, but it's about accepting, accepting change and accepting the reality that you're in right now and just supporting each other to do that. Because we're we're all currently, as you know, worldwide, going through these all, all these emotions at different times throughout the day, like minute to minute, it can change. Mm -hmm. Like this morning, I felt pretty cruddy. An hour later, I felt all right. An hour later, I was dancing around my kitchen because... (laughs) It's just refocusing on, you know, the here and the now and what matters and what we can do as opposed to what we can't and looking at the things that we can do and not the limitations that we're constantly under.
1: What if instead we were guides for people? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, uh, like I know a few things about this. Here's, Here's what you can do.
0: Yeah. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm really pleased to see that there have been, you know, as the weeks have gone on and there has been that acceptance and there has been that realization that we're all in this together. There's been certain accounts that I follow, like therapy for women, for example, you know, that do constantly put out stuff that is helpful um, and isn't blasting. I think, you know, I think it's more, generally speaking, it's the more personal accounts and it's, you know, the, the, the people that claim to be warriors that we wouldn't necessarily look to as being warriors. Uh, or, yes. self yeah so I've just you know and there you know don't get me wrong that like there is in most situations it's very hard and I'm not going to try to name any situations I think it'd be dangerous territory for us to get into that but you can find humor in most things like so there has been a couple of funny things um Tiger King I, what is Tiger King? <laughs> Do I want to know what Tiger King is? I'm not even going to he... tell
1: you. I'm not going to tell you, but I, I all I'm going to tell you is this. You need to go to Netflix. You need to watch episode one of Tiger King.
0: Everyone cool. keeps telling me this. Everything
1: that I know.
0: Everyone <laughs> famous, but i'm so i'm so <laughs> stubborn with this type of stuff if people tell me to do something <laughs> or tell me that i like something i like
1: no nope. uh, i don't think i don't know if you like it but like it is uh a different form of entertainment okay yeah it's very
0: different i will i will watch tiger king um but there there's there was like <laughs> like an example i can think of was there was like a you know a, a like a meme thing there was like a puppet looking all scruffy and a puppet next to it like it's the same picture of like people living in quarantine me realizing i have been for like however long and i find that quite funny
1: oh yeah and it gives the awkward look
0: yeah like oh this (laughs) this is living in isolation (laughs) um now having a label um so yeah so i just think we need to be more kind you know we need everyone needs to be more kind to each other generally anyway i think that is that is a given um but especially at times like this we all need to give ourselves credit for how we are dealing with all of this change and support each other in in the process because it's you know it's 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 huge it's a mammoth mammoth change to the way that everybody lives and regardless of whether you live in isolation regularly or not, you are still impacted that, by that. I, and I you know, I would put money on it that every single person is affected by this. Where, you know, whether yeah. you live in isolation constantly or not, you will and still be not, affected by this. Yeah. So, and if not now,
1: then you will be later at some point. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. You touched on something I want to talk about a little more. Um, you said changing behavior. Changing mindset. Yeah. I think there's a lot of confusion. We'll get don't worry, guys, we'll get to coronavirus that's coming. But I want to talk about the other stuff first. Changing behavior, changing mindset. These are things that I think are confused where uh people are confused about thinking that this is like an eight-week program, or you can hop on the chronic victory podcast train and you're there. You changed your mindset. And then it's easy for us to say, hey, this isn't going to be a quick thing. This is going to be very slow. People are like, yeah, I know. But I don't think people realize this could be not only years, but this could be unending. Yeah. Like consider that for a second. Changing your behavior, changing the way your mind works, your, your way of thinking. This could be until the end of your days. Yeah. And I don't, that really sounded really dark when I said that, but it's it's true. I mean, if we want to continue to be better, we have continuous, uh, we have open lines of communication at all times with different resources, friends, uh, people that disagree with us, uh, books that we're reading, things that we digest and put into our mind. And then a constant state of motion, right? We always need to take action and, and be doing. And that's our behavior. How do we act? How do we interact with people? How do we interact with family? How do we how do we practice or exercise self-discipline and implement that into our life to change the behavior that we, you know, to to become the person that we want to be? So changing behavior, changing mindset. And what I like to talk about is the war. I call it the warrior spirit. I'm sure I'm not the first to use that term. In fact, I probably heard it somewhere. But that got me thinking of. Listen, I I'm very in my podcasts and my posts. I like to be raw, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but part of the warrior spirit is being being uh, what I would call the lion and the lamb. To be the lion, it's it's we have times where it's appropriate to be intense to be furious, to be just wild. And then the other times where we need to be the lamb, we need to be loving, we need to be forgiving, we need to be compassionate, we need to have compassion towards ourselves, towards the people that don't understand us, towards our friends, our family, other people, right? We're, the, we're a pack animal. I think we established that a while back. Mm-hmm. we need as much as we like to be alone we need that interaction we need to be with people we need to talk to people as much as i'd just like to be like uh david manthey a wood a bearded woodsman guy picture myself like a spongebob caveman type thing on the other hand i need that connection otherwise i'm not growing i'm not being who i need to be so Changing behavior, changing mindset, keeping a a real warrior spirit, knowing when to be furious, knowing when to be compassionate. What's your take on all that, Beth and Collier?
0: I think it's entirely necessary. Like change, change is good on all forms and all platforms. And we have to, like, I am not the person that I was five years ago. I grieve parts of the person that I've lost from five years ago. But that doesn't mean that I won't progress and get those parts of me back because of experiences over the last five years. And, you know, that also isn't necessarily a bad thing. There is a thing called the cycle of change.
1: Yeah, what's that all about?
0: So that well that that applies to anything and everything, basically, that you want to do, um, whether you recognize that you need to make a change or someone highlights to you that you think... They think you need to make a change within yourself, mm. um, and it, you know, it, and it, it does. Like you say, it takes a lot of work. Any change that you make takes a lot of work and a lot of discipline. And so, the cycle of change, uh, it's used used a lot and talked a lot about um, within uh, rehabilitation centres and working with addicts. But it applies to anyone and everyone making any change in um, in their behaviour or their, you know, their day-to-day life. So pre-contemplation is uh, phase one and that's, that's uh, like having a sense of denial or no awareness of needing to, um, or how your behavior affects other people. Um, so, you know, not taking responsibility or accounting for how your behavior is affecting somebody else in a negative way. That's pre-contemplation.
1: Would that, would that kind of be like um, trying to continue even though things have obviously changed? Would that fall under that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like with me, for example, when I first got diagnosed with fibro and I just carried on working day to day, six hours a week, like, like nothing changed. Just being like, yeah, okay, well I've got a label on it now. At least I understand what's wrong with me. <laughs> and then three months later being like, Oh yeah, I, I need to take responsibility. Something has to change. Gotcha. So that would be an example. Um, so contemplation is then uh identifying a problem and recognizing uh that change needs to take place that's sort of like an acceptance stage of being like right okay i get it now things cannot always stay the same i need to progress something needs to give um stage three is preparation so that's a resolve to change a behavior um a resolve to change behavior takes place and a plan of action is formed um, seeking guidance and resources. So, you know, preparation is looking into stuff like support groups or um, education or...
1: So this is the first really active step.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's like, it's like it
1: could take a while to get to that part point.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like these 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 span over like months and years. Like so. Yeah. Okay. So 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 an example that I could give is mm-hmm. I am in the preparation stage and I have been for a long time of putting episode two of Fibro Face Off out. Like it's it's in the making. I'm writing. I'm preparing for it, but I've not actually taken any solid action to make it happen yet.
1: Hmm. You only have a month left, by the way, to get to episode five.
0: Uh, uh, April? May, did we say May? Did we say May? <laughs> I
1: thought we <it> said June. <laughs> uh, Suddenly, it keeps getting I'll pushed have to, back. Uh, have It's to, like have the to fisherman that the tells episode. the story. <laughs> yeah, this is like the fisherman that tells the story and about how he caught this big fish, and then like every time he tells the story, the fish is bigger and bigger. I love it. I'm just giving you. Heart.
0: Wait, have I gone back into pre-contemplation stage? <sighs> This is not a good.
1: Circle of light no.
0: <laughs> um, so then following preparation stage comes action. So that is when you're using the tools at your disposal. Um, so that's typically like attending support groups, cognitive behavioral therapy, and step by step new habits are forming. So you're actually you're being active in what it is you set out to to do, and day by day. You are uh, becoming more disciplined and you are you are evolving essentially into what it was that you set out to uh, to at the start and then maintenance is stage five so that's the the progress of changes continue new behaviors permanently replace the old ones so whatever it was that you're doing that was bad for yourself you are now day to day you've whatever it is you've done whatever it is you've learned the tools you've picked up the new people that you're interacting with the new behaviors that you've learned are instilled within you and you are no longer doing that bad habit so again a very real example for myself would be I've gone through a cycle of change with an illegal drug that I was using for pain relief I'm now not doing that and you know I am maintaining that sobriety from that and I haven't, you know, I have no intention of going back to that or or letting that old habit come back in. So I've replaced that with CBT and therapy and acupuncture and new diet. And then stage six is something that you're at risk of all the time whenever you're making any change in your life is relapse. So that's a temporary fallback to old habits and the pattern uh, repeats. So you know, say for example, you quit chocolate. That's something that you wanted to <laughs> cut out of your daily life, or sugar. Oh, no. Like sugar, would be sugar's a really hard one, right? I know, fish. I know, <laughs> I know for a fact, sugar's a really hard one. Um, and I have relapsed on sugar. Um, actually, I no, I like haven't. I have... No, I haven't. That's a lie. I mean, I have with dark chocolate. So that is that. Well, does that's good for your heart, though. That's different. Yeah, I learned, <laughs> I learned that with my uh, with my access course. Actually, it was like a. Yeah, you know, it reduces um, uh, issues with the with the old tick tock, with the old heart, the
1: old, the old ticker.
0: Yeah, yeah. and um, prov- it, there is a high suggestion, though it's not proved, um, that it helps prevent um, Alzheimer's later on in life. So, one piece of dark chocolate a day, kids, get on it.
1: Speaking of kids, my kids are screaming and uh, yelling <laughs> about some activity that they're doing. So that's what you're hearing in the background. How's,
0: how's that homeschooling life going?
1: It's awesome yeah i love it yeah you're loving it yeah i'm more of like the the gym teacher (laughs) i get to take them outside for recess and
0: you have the fun stuff
1: i get the fun stuff yeah that's all it's all fun it's rewarding i like it we should have done this a long time ago as far as that goes but
0: yeah do you think well yeah do you think do you think with with this change that your family is going through do you think there'll be stuff there's stuff that you'll take forward after this period of isolation is over
1: oh certainly yeah certainly we're gonna we'll get to that hold that thought.
0: Okay. okay let's keep talking about um so yeah so, that, the relapse, so relapse I
1: have something to say about that. I feel like relapse mm-hmm. is something that happens every day
0: and there's I, potential it, for it to happen every day
1: well not, yeah not, and maybe maybe I'm thinking of it wrong where it's like maybe it's not relapse, but it's like for 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 me personally, the hardest thing that I'm dealing with every single day
0: mm-hmm.
1: is maintaining discipline yeah is maintain and every time I don't, every time I give in, I have a brownie or something, or I you know, it's 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 very small like relapses. I don't even know if that's the right word for that, but it's like moments of weakness where you go against your program or, or the things you know are best for you.
0: You go against the change you set up. Yeah. And it's uh man,
1: like maintaining the discipline is the hardest thing I've undertaken in my in my life. It's harder than parenting, I think.
0: Yeah. Because it's 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 yourself that you have to answer to and justify why yeah. it is that you've done that. Yeah,
1: and yourself um, will trick you. It, it's it's yeah. amazing what the mind can do, for the things that it thinks you want or the things it thinks it needs. Sugar is one of them. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it re- What does it release? It releases. Releases. Uh. Is it cortisol? Cortisol. Uh, i'm trying to be scientific same chemical in the brain like, but yeah basically yeah it it releases uh no it releases endorphins there's like a quick fire of endorphin release because uh-huh. oh, i feel so good this feels great i like this because it's naughty it's the same it's kind Shimmer of term like,
1: gratification yeah
0: yeah and it's a very very dulled down um release of what a heroin addict would get on mm-hmm. a huge scale when they take a hit.
1: No, um, yeah, you're right. That, that's that been scientifically proven. I, yeah. I can't like recite the research, but I, I know for a fact.
0: Yeah, that's, that's but with that thing. comes the come down and then comes the guilt and then comes the kicking yourself for doing it. And then yeah, you the, get a
1: hard fall after
0: oh, I won't do this. I won't do this again. And you get a crash in energy and then you go, oh, but if I have another bit, I feel good again. No, change. Cycle of change. Change that behavior. <laughs> Stop <Yeah>. contemplating. <laughs> yeah. Get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> so easily said um but it is it is it is constant and this discipline is you know isn't learned overnight like but things that I find useful for helping me when I want to make a change um is surrounding myself with the right people that people that support the changes I want to make so people that want to talk about it and encourage you daily reminders on your phone like if it's a bit of exercise you want to do, for example, if you want to implement exercise into your daily routine, or you want to, for me, a big one is mindfulness. So being disciplined enough to take up to a whole two minutes, 120 seconds out of my day. I don't just know, I'm pretty busy. And bri- well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That just sounds like an excuse. Exactly. But we, we, that's what we do. Like our brain constantly tells us, uh, in a minute, in a minute, in a minute, in a minute. How many How many minutes do we have in a day? One thousand four hundred and four minutes in a day. I'm not sure. And well, you're I got a, you I got a
1: math, yeah?
0: Just to sit and focus on your breathing.
1: Beth, I I messed up. We were supposed to record. Was it yesterday? Yes okay you're you're asking how many minutes are in a day to the guy who was like two hours late to our podcast appointment yesterday <laughs> and we ended up not doing it because <laughs> the uk is only four hours away from the united states that makes sense
0: six hours between us man. well six somebody said hours. it's
1: small world so i thought no <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was funny I say. They like you said we we should have just hit record cuz we did end up chatting, didn't we? Yeah, it was
1: actually a really good. <laughs> I'm just going to start doing that every time we talk now. <laughs> a- freaking amazing, dude. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go against the grain here. Mm-hmm. Mind- mindfulness. Yeah. I have a beef with mindfulness.
0: Hit me. You wanna know my beef? I do. Uh
1: I think mindfulness has its rightful place. I think mindfulness can be an effective tool that we use, a weapon even. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: However, there's a side of mindfulness that does not see eye to eye with me, and that's this. First of all, in the corporate world, when I was working, mindfulness was like being pushed and forced down our throats like crazy. Mm -hmm. We'd even go to like these, believe it or not, we go to these trainings like the police department would go to a training where everybody's sitting in this like classroom and we'd have to do this mindfulness meditation. And I'm like, what in the absolute hell is this? Which don't get me wrong, it has its place, right? Like I said, I'm not, I don't like to just bash something and and for no reason, but here's where I'm going with this. Uh, Another time I had a lady, uh, we had another training, which I thought um, was for 911 dispatch training. It was like in service. It's like, all right, we're going to learn like, uh tactics, uh techniques, things we need to improve. No. We sat in a circle, held hands, closed our eyes, and there was some lady in a toga. She was actually a very nice lady. And she was wearing like a hundred bracelets on each arm. She busted out these little uh I think they're called China symbols. Like like little tiny symbols, like mm-hmm. finger symbols. Ding. And uh she's yeah, and all of a sudden we hear ding ding and she's like dancing around. And she's like putting these symbols around her head and stuff. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like I was working night shift. So I was up during the day for this. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And then some girls started to cry because they were getting too emotional. And I'm like, this is messed up, man. I don't know what's going on here. This is not what I thought this was going to be. Because you think it's going to be like training. and
0: uh, Yeah, but it I don't is. Understand. Mindfulness is. my Proper true mindfulness is retraining of the brain. And I remember hearing you talk about that with was it your dispatch uh Dawn. With Dawn, yeah, yes. with Dawn. Yeah.
1: So when, She was there, uh, Dawn was there, and we were both kind of looking yeah, at each other like yeah. very uncomfortable. And-,
0: and I was I when I first I was like, I was laughing at you and with it you was a goofy at the experience, experience. you're having. <laughs> so I think I I would say what you experienced there was meditation and okay. was probably um, an individual or a company jumping in on the mindfulness hype and uh, mislaying the message. What about
1: this? What about this? This is, this is the part I got to get to before you proceed.
0: Sure. Is, before I try and convince you otherwise.
1: <laughs> well, you don't need to convince me. I believe in it. I actually do. And um, I think going back to the warrior spirit, part of, part of building that part of you is you need to be able to self-reflect Yeah, and meditate and and digest and go in your mind like how things went and how things are and be in the present, as people always say. That's a real thing. I think it's overused. Like people say, just be in the present, just be in the present. But um, where I'm going with this is, uh, it's kind of twofold. So the first part is, I think people, when you talk about mindfulness, can almost get, um, I'm going to struggle with the words here, but bring it on, um, can get almost too almost self-centered in a way like they're so mindful on their own self that they can't look at the team or others as a whole Mm. and the other side of that is ptsd and mindfulness do not play well together say you have really bad ptsd like i did a year ago and you try this whole mindfulness thing well mindfulness as you know is like a form of meditation usually and it's about kind of getting in a, a calm state of mind And getting into your mind and being present. But when, it and again, it depends on the individual, right? But if you're in that state, that's a very fragile state. And then you go into that mind, you go into that darkness, and you're not sure, or you haven't kind of gone through what you need to go through with that PTSD. You haven't gotten through those issues yet. That can be dangerous. That can set you off. That can ignite. It's almost like the the, uh, ticking time bomb where that's when bad things happen is when people get too mindful and they're in the wrong place. So I've seen, I've seen, and I've kind of experienced that too, where somebody would try to, um, I was actually in a pain group. This is kind of embarrassing, but uh, I think it's important that I use it, but I was in a pain group and we did this mindfulness exercise and I was already very twitchy and, um, you know, uh, suffering from severe PTSD to the point of like seizure and vomiting and stuff and and all that very great stuff that I'm proud of, right? Yeah.
0: Um
1: yeah, nobody likes it, but it's true. It's the truth. Like I'm not gonna well, proud of it. Own it. It's
0: what it's Yeah, bad. I'm
1: gonna own it. It's yeah. real. It's a real thing. I don't like it, yeah. but it's real. But I'm in this group. We do this mindfulness thing and this is when I first learned about what i'm talking about here it's like we we closed their eyes and we had to just be present and absorb everything and they're talking about from head to toe how your body feels well I'll, mm-hmm. well guess what i was in distress okay yeah. <laughs> yeah beth i freaked the fuck out i freaked yeah. out okay i'm sitting there like shaking and like crying and and like it was not i was not okay and i was getting really upset like i was making fists and like i was just ready to fight i was ready to fight and it was just very bad, terrible, dark experience for me. And that's when I realized like, okay, mindfulness, there's a certain there's a certain group that mindfulness, uh, people that are going to practice mindfulness should not, or at least not at that moment.
0: Mm.
1: Right. Now now I can now I can go through a day. I can read a book. I can do some exercise. I can I'm at home. Things have calmed down. I've worked through like I'm not done yet. I still have treatment to go through. But I'm through a lot of the, uh, the PTSD things that are, that are very, very kind of intensive on the body. So yeah. uh, I can get into a, that mental state now. I can, I can reflect. I can have that mindfulness. I can think about, you know, reflect on the day. I can think, I can almost just close my mind, almost like meditate. And meditation is different for everybody. But I can get into a meditative state and not be in distress now. So I think it's important to like, yeah, mindfulness is real and it has its place but i I don't i don't think it should be uh forced or or even practiced by a certain a certain group of people if if that are in distress or close to it yeah what do you think about that have you even considered that before or or am i just like
0: yeah i have because i've you know i've also had like personal experience of when you know when i'm when my thoughts are racing and i cannot think about anything other than the bad stuff and no matter what i do no matter how many mindfulness meditations i do no matter how many sleeping tablets i take it's still like it's still there and i'm living it and that's real but i think what i have been learning and what i'm sure you've learned through the processing that we need to go through with having ptsd i think that is key to recovery ptsd is allowing your brain to process but that is that is completely separate from From mindfulness, I think, or I feel anyway, because with processing, you need to be talking about it and you need to be reliving it to a certain extent with somebody in a controlled, safe environment. I don't think it's... For me, if I was made to or asked to uh, process my stuff that I carry as a result of PTSD in a group setting, I'd be like, you're fucking kidding me, and there'd be a (laughs) me-shape yeah. hole in the door because that is me <laughs> that is private that is my experience that's that's something that i carry but um
1: you're talking about cognitive behavioral therapy maybe is that yes what you're talking about? Okay. yeah
0: yeah um so but i think i think my the mindfulness that i talk about and the mindfulness that i practice is and can be as simple as focusing on the meal that's in front of me not having any distractions and taking so like when I first when I first went to um, learn about mindfulness with my occupational therapist it was like a one-on-one session and I really liked the idea of it I really liked the sound of it. it didn't sound like you know at the time it didn't sound like it was for me I didn't really get or understand how I could apply it in my day-to-day life and she handed me a raisin and she put it in my in the, in my hand, and she held a raisin, and she's like, "Just look at this raisin." And I'm like, "All right." And she's like, "No, really, look at it. Like, study the raisin. What and describe it to me. What does it look like?" And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, uh, it's yeah. It looks really bumpy. Like, it looks really hard, and it's not as I used to think they were brown. But this kind of like has like a moldy sheen to it, and." I want to touch it. Can I touch it? And she's like, yeah, you can touch it. What does it feel like? And I'm like, oh, it feels, re- yeah, it feels really hard. It feels really ridgy." And it's, for me, mindfulness is focusing your attention fully and wholly on what is happening. And it's kind of like the grounding technique of five things you can hear, four things you can touch, taste, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. The five, four,
1: three, two, one.
0: Yeah, that that is like a mindfulness practice because that is just that is just being mindful of the here and now, and the stuff that is going in your head or preoccupying, and the thoughts that are trying to invade, and what's happening inside your skull, isn't the reality. What is real is the heat that I'm feeling on my left hand currently because the sun's shining through the window. And, I'm jealous. Yeah, and, it looks very comfortable. And. The real pain that I'm having in my left hand side. Yeah, I, not
1: jealous of that. I can.
0: The real pain. you like writhing here. The real pain. These- I'm, just, I'm <laughs> just thinking about pain now. But that you know, like the the real texture that I'm feeling on my leggings and the the conversation that we are having right here, right now. This is all real stuff. Yeah. Um, the thoughts that are popping into my mind at a million miles an hour are irrelevant and don't matter. Um, so like Damn. for me right now, this is a mind, this is a mindful conversation Ooh. because I am not thinking about anything other than what it is you and I are talking about. I'm not distracted by any other outward sources other than the feeling of warmth on my arms. I'm looking forward to a walk later. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you're opening book- my
1: eyes. Uh, okay. I'm learning some things here. This good. is the part where I get uncomfortable because I'm like digesting. I don't know what to say, and I say, we'll, we'll be back after these messages. But
0: yeah, no, that's good though. That's what <laughs> this, that's, that's what this is about, right? It's about okay. learning from each other and supporting each other. That's so, fantastic. on that note, because I because I I didn't have that frame of mind at all about mindfulness, and I used to think, yeah, great idea, but I don't know how it's going to apply to my life. And um, it wasn't until I like understood the science of it properly. So, a book I would really recommend is a book called which changed my view on it it wasn't until i read this book that i was like oh i get it there's a science to it now and there's you know they've proved through this book through mri scans of people pre and post practicing mindfulness uh the part of their brain this basically the stress that was covering their brain like reduced the size of a walnut because they were now practicing mindfulness so their mind they were more focused Um, And more productive and less stressed Because their brain wasn't being impacted And I have explained that in a terrible way But the book is (laughs) um, Mindfulness A Practical Guide to Finding Peace in a Frantic World And it was written by a guy called Mark G. Williams And Danny Penman It's on audio, it's on Audible as well And the book comes with every book comes with a free uh comes with like a guided meditation cd and it's like it will go through the body scan that you would have yeah experienced but it will it goes through it in the proper way like i I think i think the majority of people that um practice mindfulness whether they are qualified or not um will use the the body scan technique but um I think Mark. I think I'm right in saying Mark Williams created it and wrote it. And so the way in which I learned it was through him. And it's like a twelve. It's a twelve-minute one, but you build up to it. You do two minutes for like two minutes of meditation a week, and there's like an eight-week, eight-week or twelve-week course in it. Sweet. But anyway, have a read of it. I think it's really good. The next one I'm reading is Mindfulness for Health. It's like the same series, same bloke, um, and I vow to my friend. That I would pick up and read it because I found it when I was moving. And uh, we were speaking recently about things that have helped us, and we were talking about mindfulness. So I said about this book, and she was like, "What this book that I've had under my bed for three years?" I'm like, "Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Isolation library, get on it. What you writing?
1: Ah, oh, now then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what you crossing out?
1: Believe it or not, Beth." There are people who want to tear us down what and who don't want us to succeed there's been some infiltration of our ranks similar to similar to any online presence. You never know who you're going to get on the other end, right this is so in the past week, I heard it's not a story, it's true, but i I, I heard some kind of troubling news that let me give you some background. So the the chronic illness community praises themselves on Instagram for being like a very tight community, a very uh, supportive community, which is all true. It's all true. It's a very good place. And that's why I talk about Instagram a lot is because it's a very fantastic resource for people, especially especially now during isolation, but um, even being isolated before or kind of, you know, if you're the only person in your family that has a chronic illness or Or any type of ailment, and you're struggling with it, and uh, Instagram, I found is a very amazing way to connect with other people, share information, get different resources to help you to help other people. It's just fantastic it's I could go on and on at the same time, though, it's the internet, and so I heard of uh, one of my one of my fellow spoonies, one of my uh, our chronic illness warriors. Was kind of uh, was kind of duped. So basically, there was this account on Instagram pretending to be and it was this person pretending to be somebody else, and they were trying to attract women, and then had threatened to kidnap certain women and, and do all sorts of just uh, like blackmail and shit, and posing as like a supportive reference, you know, like a like an account for support. And so they would basically message back and forth and try to get really tight with people. And this, this is why my battle is even harder is because of assholes like this. Mm -hmm. This is why when I message people, sometimes I get no response or sometimes I get you know, a big F you, or I get the middle finger, like you're just trying to sell me stuff. You just want to try and like get pics or something. Yeah. Uh, Like, especially, and I'm a male. And if I'm messaging females, it's even more hard because people like this exist and they ruin it for the rest of us. So yeah, I hope, I only hope and pray that people do some quick checks and balances on me. And I even tell them that now, like, like, listen, you can listen to my voice. You can see who I am. Um, I'm a real person. I'm one guy on a mission. This is this is what I'm about. So, before you doubt me, dismiss me. If you're interested in all, in in some support or hearing the podcast, uh, I don't I don't mean to sound like an advertisement, but please check it out. I'm a re- I'm real. I will respond. But that now it's even become even harder. Okay, because there's this, these accounts out there. There are we have to keep in mind. We have to keep in mind. There are posers. There are people that want to, us to fail and not even, not even just make a, um, victims out of people like this person did, but there are people out there who are also, they also have accounts that say they're very popular in the chronic illness community, but they are not even who you thought they were mm-hmm. and that they, you know, um, a good point I heard recently was that if this person were to suddenly magically be healed and not have their problem, they'd be gone in a heartbeat. Like this is a, this is more like a business for them. And I think that's why sometimes I get some pushback personally. I think I got, um, that's why I think I get comments like all you spread is inspiration porn, or I get negativity. Like I should stop because I, and and that's kind of how I measure my effectiveness. That's how I measure my, am I being successful in the mission? And I would say the answer is yes, because I'm getting that negative pushback, right? It's kind of like, it's almost like if you have a, a group of businesses and, and one of them is challenging the other ones that are, that are bigger, the bigger ones are going to try and pound that smaller one into the ground because they, yeah. they want to be like in the limelight. Yeah. 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 I, and there is that uh, competition side to things that people don't really talk about or discuss, Yeah. but we have to just keep in mind that, that people behind accounts are hiding that we have posers and we, we are. We have been infiltrated, and I, this account has been reported. And, and and I'm. I listen. I know there's more than one. I you can't cure the internet. It's kind of like an STD. It's just like always going to be there. It's it's sad to say. It's always there's always going to be those false accounts or people that are looking for something from you, whether it be money or to extort you or whatever. And I don't want people to just be afraid to talk to one another. That's not what this is about. It's just about being cautious uh do some do some research do research on me if you're new to me who is this guy uh, what does he want i'm pretty I'm pretty open about that but for the account that's has like I don't know five hundred followers and only ten posts but no pictures of themselves and you don't know their name be wary because um I from what I understand a lot of these people aren't even in like they're not, they're in like different countries like Nigeria or like India or, or something far away from typically where any of my listeners live. And it's usually them trying to get something out of you. And it's not just you. They victimize a whole bunch of different people. And the chronic illness community is vulnerable because we let's—we kind of evolved to the point of being open with, with one another, right? Like we just, yeah. sense, we don't want to hide the stuff usually. So people yeah. like you, people like me, we're just very open. And that can lead to like being too open and they try to get, they try to find out your vulnerabilities and then strike. And so I would hate, like, I I don't want anybody else to kind of fall into that. I want to try and protect all of you listening. If I can, or if you run into it and you know how to deal with it even better. So I'll just keep that in mind that there are those that not even that it's not even the people that, just want to kind of extort and get things from you. But there's also people that just want to see you downright fail, right? We have to remember that not everybody is, first of all, not everybody's going to share this mindset, but not everybody is going to want you to succeed, whether it be out of just curiosity or just kind of malicious intent, just because they might not be good people, believe it or not.
0: I think it's also um, good practice to, check in on who you're following and who's following you and whether you want them to be. So every like every six weeks or so I go through mine and, um, cause there was somebody who was trying repeatedly despite my lack of interest and kindly, but directly saying I'm not interested in, uh, effectively a sales job for a product that, um, they had been using and found and, I assume they find beneficial in their day-to-day life but I don't actually know anything about this person and every time I asked about okay right please explain this to me and how it's at work I wouldn't get a response I'm like right am I talking to a robot like they approached me Um, yeah just just check in on who who you're following and who you're because you are influenced by anything that you look at online so who you are allowing yourself to be influenced by online check in check in with that when you're in a good frame of mind to just make sure that it's in line with your morals and where you want to be going and heading. Um, but check on who's following you. And if you're not happy about someone that's following you, you can block them. You can make sure that they, you know, and you don't have to do it in an unkind way. You don't have to message them and say, I don't want you following my profile, but you have the, you have the powers and the abilities to, to block people from seeing the content that you don't want them to. So
1: certainly block, um, disengage, report, yeah. all that stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You
1: gotta take care of yourself.
0: Yeah, self care always.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's next for you? Otherwise, we can go into questions.
0: Uh, well, I wanted to just share a few hints and tips on what people can be doing in this time. And there's a lot of. Ooh. Thankfully, we're at a point now where there's a lot of positive, positives happening on the internet, and people sharing good, good vibes and good stuff. But there's. I a actually lot. got a
1: question about that. Yeah. Um, go on somebody asked us to answer what can i do to get through this coronavirus pandemic
0: my initial knee-jerk reaction is to sing a song by daniel Biddingfield.
1: um serenade (laughs) us
0: same i gotta get through this i gotta get through this um so i know that track it's a banger absolute garage classic
1: um
0: so how can you get through this? You can focus on the things that you can do as opposed to you can't do. Um, and you can adjust. Keep a routine, I find, is key. So whether you're in work, not in work, were in work previously, weren't in work previously to this isolation situation and period, um, keeping a routine is really key to motivating yourself and, and uh achieving things um you know allow yourself a couple of days off a week like give yourself a weekend but stick to a routine don't go to bed at three o'clock in the morning get up at like don't stay in bed past 11 because i'm sometimes guilty of staying until then um, <laughs> but check yourself on a routine keep a routine and a to-do list um, but keep i we were discussing yesterday, weren't we, the use of uh, planners and diaries. I, I find myself more productive and I stick to my to-do list when they're in my diary and they're written on days as opposed to on lists of, you know, scraps of paper. I find that more helpful. Yeah. Dress up. Living in pajamas and joggers is nice and novel for a few days, but long-term isn't healthy. I have to, wait,
1: <laughs> I have to put pants on suddenly?
0: Yes, please. Oh. <laughs> If you're not wearing them now, you should be. <laughs> Whoops. Um, All right, note to self. So, yeah, like even if it's just two days a week, wear something fancy. Wear yeah, something that you, that you would wear you? to work. It boosts your motivation. It makes you feel good. It makes you look different. It makes you feel Ooh. sassy, more confident, Ooh. more like, yeah, I, you know, I'm feeling good today. I'm going to get this done. Dress to impress yourself before others always um but do dress up get fancy um me and my partner uh in the first week of him being laid off work you know find ourselves being in our joggers for like the first three days and i'm like this isn't this isn't good this isn't healthy we need to switch it up so then we made sure that we got dressed and then we scheduled a date night so it's like you obviously can't we can't have date nights we can't go to the cinema but we packed a picnic and went on a walk and watched the sunset in date night attire, and it felt really good. It felt also felt really cold because it just so happened that that happened to be a more windy day, and wearing a dress that night wasn't the best. <laughs> but I did take a blanket with me; I was prepared. But yeah, for your mindset and for your motivation, living in pajamas and PJs all day—it's novel for for a while, but it's not great long term. um So, you know, if you're in the routine of going, having a work, and you're working from home or going to work, get up dress like you would for work, and then Change into joggers when it is the time that you would usually get home. Walk the hour that you're allowed to walk to, Um, and if you don't like walking on your own or you feel unsafe to, like go go out during the day. Try and find some nature if you can. Whether or not you like walking on your own, I would encourage everyone to take at least five to ten minutes of that walking time to just appreciate how quiet the roads are how you can hear the birds now, how clean the air is yeah, because me. yeah, it, it, it is, it is phenomenal. And that, that is something that we will miss in a few months time when normality is resumed. So um, take note of that, take note of your surroundings. Um, and then for the rest of it, if you don't want to be on your own, listen to some music, listen to a podcast, FaceTime somebody. We're so blessed with technology. Thank God for technology. Um, so make those phone calls call those loved ones check in with those people that you keep saying "Ah, oh, it's been months we should catch up actually catch up you can do that now <laughs> we all have the time yeah
1: there's time now
0: read the book you keep putting off pair your odd socks
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not one i expected <laughs> mine are all black it. i made it easy like <laughs> i don't have to sort them out they're all the same you know
0: they're not all the same black ones, though. Surely
1: mine are.
0: I, I'm I'm impressed. Skilled. <laughs> um, learn something new. So mm. there's loads. There's loads online. So I I'm part of the Open University. Um, I'm doing my uh, access course and degree with them. But they also have a place, a part on their website called Open Learn, which anybody can sign up to, and it's free courses and their certificate. Certificated, certificated, certificated,
1: <laughs> certificized.
0: C- 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 you certified? get a certificate. You get certified. You get a cer- <laughs> you get a certificate at the end of it, and it tells you how long, like in a week, the study is. And you could do them in all all manner of subjects. So, um, you know, it's a chance to like explore some new topics that you weren't, uh, perhaps even aware of before. So, have a look what's out there. There's also a place called Future Learn. Um, Which is a great website, which is all free as well. I've made a note on here that you can uh, you can learn about mindfulness on there, David. Um, (laughs) But you can learn about all things from mindfulness to fashion. Man,
1: I must have made it sound like I just hate the thing. I don't know. (laughs) I just
0: I just don't think you've had the right experience of it, and I totally understand why. Yeah. Um, But also, I'm I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just here to. Oh no
1: no no! no. Like I said, I believe in it. I practice it myself, not as often as others, but I know I know it's real. It's legit. It's legit. It's real. It's real. Yeah.
0: Um, get creative. So do some sewing, some drawing, painting. I'm continuing to learn the guitar. That's something I set out a few months ago to learn. I can now play five chords. I'm a badass on the guitar now. Um, so I'm using an app called Musician for that. And that's awesome because that completely absorbs my focus. So I find that a mindful activity. Hashtag just saying. Um, eat healthy. Um, it is we it's so easy to eat your feelings. so when we're feeling depressed or stressed like we've already touched on it's so nice to reach for the cheese and the chocolate and the carbs Um, but this period will all be over at some point and um, you will have gained a lot of weight if you just continue to eat your feelings so um, what I've been doing uh, is every time I've wanted a little pudding or a little something naughty um, I'm practising the discipline of doing a plank for a minute before I can have that treat Oh, So harsh. I intend to be ripped by the end of this Slash stop eating puddings um, <laughs> So yeah, eat eat healthily You'll feel better for it long term You'll sleep better And check in the goals that you set at the start of the year um, We all make like goals and resolutions at the start of the year So we're in April now How are you getting on with them? and uh, what can you do that you haven't already ticked off that list also my final note on that is on things that you can do is um, heavily limit your social media time and look for facts not fear mongers so we can easily turn everything that's happening into fear and that it's never going to end and that life is never going to be the same and potentially life will never be the same hopefully we'll learn a lot of valuable lessons from this and we'll be kinder and uh less greedy when we go shopping and when the you know when the snow hits in the future we won't all suddenly run for the toilet roll and the uh the pasta and leave everybody off um leave everybody else worse off but yeah check for facts and not fear um and just check in you know Every other day, look Still for good interfere.
1: news, yeah,
0: Google search good news. it is out there good point yeah
1: Beth's coronavirus tips
0: that's my survival package
1: on how to survive perfect. Yeah. What do you think you want to get in some listener slash follower questions?
0: Yeah, I do all
1: right, let's roll. How about the question from Matt? Favorite Bill Murray movie to date?
0: <laughs> That's a great question. That's
1: a smart-ass question, but let's answer it. I'm going to go with What About Bob? Because I think I have, I've seen
0: that.
1: I have the book that was in that movie, like a Hollywood prop.
0: What about Bob? What is it about Bob?
1: Um, he's uh, he's uh, allegedly like a crazy person, and his therapist wrote a book and and his therapist goes on vacation and bill murray is the the crazy guy and he kind of is like stalking his therapist and goes and finds him on vacation and then ends up driving his therapist crazy but even though bob's like pretty normal and just wants a friend you know and then yeah and then therapist family like thinks Bob is pretty normal and just a nice, sweet guy. So they invite him all in, and the therapist is just dr- going nuts because he wants vacation from his patients. It's just—it's old, but it's—it's it's goofy.
0: That sounds like a good film.
1: Yeah, I'm not—I'm um, not particularly a Bill Murray fan, but uh, Matt asked asked the question. That's Matt Horsenall who was on a- the show not too uh, not too long ago.
0: It's a great question, Matt. Um, I think the last film I saw him in. Was Zombieland.
1: (laughs) That was a great part.
0: So I'm going to go with that because that's the freshest in my mind where he plays himself, right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I forgot about that.
0: And obviously classic Ghostbusters. Like you can't go wrong with that.
1: Of course. All right. Check that one off. Thanks, Matt, for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Ashley Rawlings. We all know Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Ashley. Do you have any tips for a successful online presence i don't know because i don't oh, come on I don't like
0: you are you, the right one to answer this
1: uh, but like humbly i think my best tip just to be present uh sounds simple but just to be present and and don't stop just because i've had podcasts that get like only 20 plays when it's just me some yeah. of them you know and it's like wow i put my heart and soul into that and you know, half of those people are probably just people that hit the play button and didn't really digest and they're just trying to be nice. But again, it's like, what's the purpose? Mine is like, even if I reach one soul and I can instill that change, you never know how far down the line in time that that what you said or what you tried to do can change or affect not only that person, but the people around that person and then the world around those people. So um, I'm not going to be like, the yeah, guys, we could change the world, but you can make change. It doesn't have to be immediate. It doesn't have to be um, on a grand scale, but it, but that's real. It's a ripple effect. I mean, look at, look at coronavirus is actually a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Like it started in one place and a lot of people dismissed it, myself included. And then now the whole world's affected. I mean, that's more of a negative thing, but think about what you could do with positivity and love and and team and community and and other good buzzwords that i could use for that yeah you know truthfully so i would say actually just just being present and and sticking to what you set out to do and that can always change too what do you think beth what's you what are your tips for successful online presence?
0: um i accent Gotta have accent, a good accent. <laughs> have a good accent <laughs> <laughs> that's the feedback I got from my podcast um I would be cautious about who your influences are and who you aspire to be don't compare yourself to others and be disciplined on the time that you spend on it so like treat it like a treat it like a job you know go to work on it half an hour sections throughout the day and post and repost other people's content that you think is Relevant and positive. Um, but don't compare yourself to others
1: Fantastic. What is your worst coping mechanism for pain? It's easy to say a a few things that I think could be like drug use Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, You know any type of substance abuse Sex, I think a lot of mistakes can be made there
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Personally for me my worst coping mechanism for pain is to uh, try to do too much. Kind of yeah. Overdoing things. Like thinking, okay, I'm in pain. I'm going to do this thing to kind of cope with it. But then I end up making things worse. That's a very, that's a very fine line you have to tread there.
0: Um, yeah. Like doing it to prove the fact that you can do it, but then ultimately suffering harder because yeah. you prove to yourself that you could do it despite being in pain.
1: So that, that's been my worst I've also done the classic just eat unhealthy comfort food or something like trying to comfort yourself, trying to cope with, with the bad, maybe taking too much medication, maybe early on, like years ago, taking too much medication, trying to, trying to cope. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got?
0: Yeah. I'd say mine's, mine's, mine's a similar sort of balance of either going too hard at something and masking it with the painkillers and the pain relief and then suffering or doing nothing. And just sitting in it and rotting in it and feeling sorry for myself mm-hmm. and focusing just on that and um, definitely found myself using it as an excuse not to do something instead of finding a way around doing something regardless of it um, and find finding a new way a new approach adapting and obviously eating eating shit
1: <laughs> yeah that's the one that's hard to get around
0: yeah. But also not not communicating it as well, pretending that I'm okay when i'm not is a really is one that's been really bad for me, and I recognize lying
1: to yourself, yeah,
0: yeah, um because now that I'm like aware of that, I have a feeling in my belly when i 'm not being truthful about how i'm feeling um and that's that's not a good thing to do because that it's just you that suffers, no one else is aware of it, so unless you speak out and say actually, I can't deal with this right now today. I'm in too much pain. I need to go do this or I need to change this. Um, It's only you that suffers. No one else does. Um, So not being truthful.
1: Nice. What is the best advice you can give for teachers with students who have chronic pain? And I thought of this one as being, uh, they didn't give an age. So I kind of thought of an answer for both. With, with kids, I, I think when my kids aren't feeling good and they have pain, um, all I can do is exercise patience and realize that their attention is going to be geared towards that. And it's going to be more hard to get them engaged. And mm-hmm. so I think the same would be for older kids, but also more their mental health might be affected. So just kind of treading lightly and kind of gauging an older demographic of people would, might be a way to go about that so i guess being patient being aware that their their mind is going to kind of be elsewhere and not within what you might be teaching or have to you know the activity that you have them in that's the best i can think of there because i am i'm not a school teacher but i like to think of myself as as teaching some things what do you got for that
0: um my first note is to listen so to make time for that people and really um, make time to listen and uh, to try and accommodate what it is that they need. Um, but really listen and try to understand the best you can what it is that that person's going through and what the barriers they face are with their study. And then there are there's loads of resources out there that can help students, um, like myself included. I have, like, talk technology. So I speak to the com- computer and it types for me. I can also get it to read to me when I can't read it. Um, There's ergonomics equipment like keyboards and mouse, mouses, mice, um, <laughs> and chairs. So looking at adaptable equipment to help people stay and study and focus um, and be be adaptable. So like allow for extensions if needed and necessary.
1: And that one was from somebody named Vanessa, Vanessa H. Thank you for the question. Uh, next question. What have you found are the best modalities or modes for your chronic pain? And I think uh, what they mean by this is like, what, are your, what have you found to be the best solutions? The, the quick answer is like a combination. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of things. And it's going to be tailored uh, differently for each individual well, for me for instance it's the physical therapy um, so'm I'm, I'm not I'm leaning towards less medication these days I like to go more of the natural way um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but so I still do take some medication I just can't seem to get away from so some medications to physical therapy uh, honestly reading because that gets my mind right and when my mind is right my physical health seems to do better so even if I am in more pain I can I can deal with that better. It doesn't necessarily make it go away, but uh, I can deal with that better. CBD oil, people dismiss it. I don't, I don't, I think it, uh, for me, things are still there. The symptoms are there. The pain is still there. But I'm, again, it's just like, I can deal with it. I'm better. I can function. I can do things during the day that I couldn't before. And I know a lot of people listening and have already uh, let me know, like, they've tried it before and they, it didn't do anything for them. Well, okay. How long did you try it? What was the purity like? What was the brand? It all depends. I've been very fortunate to find the correct brand. I say correct, but it's correct for me. Like it works for me and that I wholeheartedly believe in that's wild theory CBD. If you're in the States, check out wild theory, CBD, uh, coupon code victory, by the way, save 10% that was a plug, but also uh, I wouldn't, I, if I did not believe in that, I would not be saying that on this podcast. I guarantee it. Um, so that's helped a lot for me personally. And I hope for you too, if you're in the States, sorry, Beth, can't send it to the UK yet. Yet,
0: um, yeah, yet. I don't, I don't we will know. find a way.
1: I don't know. Would Interpol let go after me or something? I don't know. But um, also, also uh, for pain, self-care, man. I, I don't, I don't talk a lot about that but i think i would like to now you yourself take uh, you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of everything else right because if you can't take care of yourself yourself can't do anything else yeah whether that means uh, uh putting a bath bomb in and taking a nice bath and getting all glittery which i accidentally did
0: did you bath bomb it up
1: i bath bombed it up because there's some like there's this there's a store nearby and it's, it's uh, more geared towards women, but they have some bath bombs for men. But my wife ex- accidentally got one that she thought was for men. And it turned out to be, I'm not kidding you, the water was like dark blue and it was all glitter. It was all glitter. So I was shiny for like three days. I was sparkly.
0: Don't act like you didn't love it.
1: Oh, it smelled delightful. But <laughs> the but the, uh, <laughs> the glitter kind of freaked me out. I felt like Edward from Twilight. <laughs> sitting there gleaming like a vampire, all pasty, you know, I'm like, Dang, I am the fattest vampire I've seen.
0: <laughs> You're a well-fed vampire.
1: I, uh, I, yeah, I take care of my stomach. If there's one thing I self-care, it's my, it's my waistline. <laughs> Hashtag dad bod. Now nah, that that's about it though. I mean, self-care, well, there'd be a bath massage can't really do that right now but i mean you could do self massage with um they like make those cool looking it's like a stick looks like a J, and i can like dig it into my back there's a bunch of different names for them but there's there's a whole lot of different things i'm sorry i don't have like a hey is that one of them or is that yeah, a roller a
0: stick, the is stick. A roller? this is the stick that's a roller no this is the stick this is a stick
1: well this it is, is a stick. roller
0: hang on hang about uh,
1: this is a roller. Oh okay yeah that's okay nice yeah foam rollers nice
0: yeah
1: okay beth's got all the stuff so hook up with beth yeah does that one roll does that thing spin that you have
0: yeah so it moves it moves so
1: it's like a rolling pin
0: yeah you move it okay
1: the one i'm talking about is like a hook yeah i think it's called muscle hook Mm. there's a bunch of different names but you like i've seen that one yeah you like um you're holding the stick, but then like, there's a part that wraps around your back and you just pull and it. Yeah. It hurts, but it also is like, that's good. That feels good. So look into that. Maybe it all depends on the pain too. Um, if it's more of like nerve pain that uh, like neuropathy stuff, that might be a little more difficult because sometimes with that nerve stuff, it doesn't matter what you do. It's going to be there. But like, that's kind of where I go into CBD oils because you're talking about the cannabinoids that kind of, dull the nerve pain and kind of kind of dull those nerve receptors so what do you got modalities for your chronic pain
0: all of the above but diet diet Ooh. diet 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 so no uh, sugar no caffeine no gluten i
1: knew there was a reason to have you on today
0: yeah just uh, the, there's like a
1: million reasons to have you on
0: the the one i most recently discovered so uh i had um, a blood test Um, to, because my, uh, energy levels and my stomach and my, uh, fatigue was still like an ongoing issue, um, that I was being treated for through acupuncture. So we, um, because we'd reintroduced a lot of stuff to my diet, we were like, right, okay, well, there's still something that like, there's still something that must be triggering me and isn't helping me that my body's still fighting as well as everything else. So we did a blood test and it turns out I am highly allergic to yeast, um mm. so that so causes inflammation yeah causes inflammation causes ibs causes fatigue oh. um because your body's fighting it so it basically causes all the symptoms of fibro um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a bit of a a hard one to swallow and i spent like two days crying about the fact that I can't have vinegar and I can't have mushrooms and blackberries and blueberries and strawberries now and all of this stuff that I used to love um so I I would get I would get serious about diet and just be be curious about different and alternative um medications and ways of managing your pain because there is no there is no right or wrong way um it is And you've got to be patient with yourself and how long the process takes of finding what works for you. And that won't always necessarily work long-term. It might work short-term and then you might need to find something else to add to your toolbox, but you've definitely got to start building a toolbox because it's not, there's not one straight answer. I don't think it's you've got to have your toolbox and you've got to be. Yeah. It's like your utility belt. Yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, the next two are kind of, uh, Well, let me glaze through this one. How, this is worded differently, but how are you going to get through the coronavirus isolation? Um, I'll just point you back to what I'm going to title as Beth's coronavirus tips for survival. (laughs) So yeah, I think we already answered that. So we'll go to the next two that are kind of downers, but need to be said.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, can you talk about the implications of mental health when being diagnosed with a chronic illness? And I, th- I know we've hit that before, how it kind of wreaks havoc on your mental health in the, uh, if you want to call it the early stages or the diagnosis point in your struggle. Um, here's my response to that. Can I talk about that? Yes. Have I talked about it before? Yes. So I, I will what I will do is kind of I, I guess I'll just give a quick response and then see what Beth has to say here too. You expect this, expect to struggle with your mental health during it, okay, and to be frustrated, but to also realize that because you expected this and that's that's the normal way of things now, that it's it's going to improve in some time so you're going to struggle you're going to have some mental health issues i'm not going to i'm not going to diagnose like or predict but even if it's just you're bummed or depressed about your situation it could be as simple as that or it could evolve into something like ptsd depending on what you've been through or what you're going to have to go through are you getting a heart transplant I, I know one gal who i've been conversing with just had that that would be pretty intensive or is it something uh, like you had a, a very bad visit in the ER where you thought you're going to die, and now anytime you go back, it leads to anxiety and PTSD and, and stuff like that. So expect that that's going to be real, but yeah, I don't, I don't want it to also consume you. So just I, maybe that's where a mindfulness thing will come into here, Beth, where it's like be mindful, observe it, mm-hmm. but know that it's going to be there and don't. Let it consume. Don't freak out. Don't think that you're doing something bad or you're in a worse off position because mentally you're being challenged by some things. Okay. It's, it's called being human. It's called you're going through some shit. That's what it is. And, and I get that. I understand. I, Beth and I aren't out of the woods yet either. This is like a daily, this is one of the daily battles I I keep trying to mention and hammer on is that you can you can get it to subside you can hammer it and crush it one day or even in the same day and then like an hour later you're you're just down and it's got you again and it it keeps trying to sneak in like a different way or down a different avenue what do you got for that beth
0: it will pass so whatever is happening in your brain right now whatever is to come it will pass so hold on to that when you're feeling really low and Please just talk, like share what share what's going on in your head with other people, and if you need help, get help, and let other people help you realize that you need help. Let other people in, and don't be ashamed of what you're feeling. Like like David says, like you're human, we're human. I hate accepting that I am, and it's something that I have to regularly be reminded of. Yeah. I am not invincible, um, but yeah, your your mental health is. Is going to take is going to have some real tests along the way, and you're not weak at all if you suffer from it.
1: Yeah, being emotional um, is not a sign of weakness. I, I think it's quite the opposite. If if you're holding it and bottling it up, that's the easy thing to do. That's that's the weakness. Winning, yeah, right there. So I think being emotional about it, opening up, finding that support, finding your team, finding community at Chronic Victory Podcast is all a sign of strength. And I heard this notion, I was going to save this for the very end, but I think now's a good time to bring it up. We as human beings, as people, we are genetically built to win. We're made to win. We're provided the tool. Even if you have, yeah, people always are like, oh, my genes suck or my body hates me. It's like, well, your body is going through things that were inflicted by the world, like worldly things. And yeah, maybe you're fighting against your body. Yes, that is a true statement. But you're also built to win. You also have tools and things within you, within your soul. I mean, I'm talking deep, not just physical tools. Like if you can, if you have a conscious mind, you you have power, right? And if you if you have a warrior spirit or think about building one that's even that's giving that even more power but simply this if you still have life life is your chance it's that simple that's all you, you you're still and easy to say like well if i'm still if you're still living you could still fight that mean that's kind of the point is the fact that you you have life that's your chance So before we get defeated, before we get down about having mental health uh, issues and, oh, I never thought this would happen to me. I can't believe this is a thing. What was me? Yes. Take that time to grieve, like Beth mentioned, our grieving process. And that time frame can't tell you. It's going to be different for everybody. Take that time to sulk. Take that time to be pissed off and go through all those different emotions. Have those emotions. It's not a weakness. That is strength. Have the emotions. But then, but then. Realize you have that chance because you have life. I think that would that'd be a good response to that. I, I love
0: that. I, I love, love, love that. that. If, if I was if I was that person asking that question and that was the answer I got, I'd be like on the floor right now. I got really lost in the answer you were giving then because I was like, Oh, I gotta yeah, I, I remember I'm part of this podcast as well. Cause I was like, Oh, that's so good. <laughs> 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 that's so good. Someone write this shit down, it's so good.
1: Somebody should, I, should, I should write this spot thing. on thanks good feedback
0: i love it when i get chronic victory podcast live this is so good i'm so honored in this position right now
1: oh hey you earned it you earned <laughs> it i don't know if you remember you reached out to me first in, I in did. the very beginning which I did. so uh kudos to you you earned it yeah you're here was for-
0: risky wasn't it
1: yeah, but at the same time, like...
0: No, oh, I was yeah. like, hi, I like what you do. If there's <laughs> any chance you ever want to collaborate with a <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> from I didn't the see UK, holler yeah. at me. <laughs> and, then,
1: and then the first thing I did is go to your YouTube. and uh, Actually, I think I found your YouTube and your page before you even reached out.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, because I started following you. Here's a little history. I started following you, and then you start following me, and then I got a message from you. But I had already like looked at your YouTube and thought, oh, she speaks really well. She she's like no stuff about things and things about stuff so this is great things and that yeah things and that but yeah you yeah i don't think you did it in a risky way so don't beat yourself up on that i think that was uh oh no
0: it was a it, joke that, don't worry was, it, was was just, it, was it was a good back risk to, <laughs> referring back to our previous conversation about talking to strangers on the internet
1: well yeah and i say uh <laughs> <laughs> i've even given people advice they're like what do i do i'm like stop talking to strange dudes on the internet wait Wait a,
0: Wait a second. yeah <laughs> that's me
1: but i'm not strange but how do i prove it oh god like what do i do
0: not strange but you are a dude
1: i am a dude yeah i think part of the warrior spirit though you just reminded me is taking the appropriate risks mm. right you always got to be in that position of discomfort to grow and people okay before you get defensive and pissed off people and say uh, i've seen this shit post too beth check this out have you seen this one that's like I shouldn't have to be productive 24 fucking seven with coronavirus isolation, which is okay. We get it. You don't Who need so- to
0: them that they had to be yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, you're not, <laughs> Hey, you're not under siege. You're not under attack. Calm down. Everything's fine. But it's, it's also true. Like I'm not saying to people, this podcast, what I do, the mission, the people here talking like Beth, my, my guest. This is not me saying you need to hammer it 24 seven. Like, no, listen, I only read like a half hour a day. Uh, Cause I have to take the break. I have to digest and, and detach, You have to detach. You need time for rest. Shit. The greatest warriors in history, I think slept like 12 hours a day, Beth, you could probably uh, teach a class yeah. in that, but um yeah, like they they slept, they rested more than they trained in a day because that was so crucial to to the health of the body and being the perfect warrior.
0: Like the hours that they that they are awake and productive, they are more productive than they were without that rest.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the person working the double shift or the triple shift. How productive are you as soon as that double shift starts? Not very. It's survival at that point. Yeah. And the people that get the breaks and, and are able to work the single shift and have the days off, they are more productive. I think that's been kind of proven. So yeah, take the appropriate amount of risk and be in discomfort, but not like the, hey, random guy online, send me pics kind of risk. That's that's asking for trouble, I think. True that. Kind of a joke, but sadly kind of true, so. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that all comes down to the problem with men. Fix men and you fix the world, so. <laughs> No, I'm serious. And that's, my, that. that's, that's my theory, you know, and I, and I will be the first to say like, uh, especially like as a early twenties, I'm like, man, if you just fix women, we wouldn't have all these fucking problems Yeah, uh, dressing like a bunch of skanks and shit. But no, it comes down to men and their wounds and what they've done to the world and how they've shaped these women fathers, especially dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Stuart and I go into that in part two of our conversation, with Stuart McCall awesome dude I it's
0: love a that great man. episode
1: i love that man he's a brother in faith and yeah fix men fix the world that's that's all i'm saying
0: 100 percent. and again this is not crazy. podcast
1: number 31 how to be a feminist but i, I truly believe yeah. you. you fix men that's
0: you. podcast number 41 <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm not going there no no i do i do think though you fix men you fix the world yeah in, in a lot of ways maybe not all of it but most of it personal opinion personal opinion so next question it's not really a question it's more of a request please talk about the paranoia and anxiety that everybody's feeling right now i think what they mean is the coronavirus
0: i think we can learn from it
1: paranoia and anxiety. so at paranoia i would think like they're, me- they're Afraid of getting sick, just like everyone else is. That's yeah. natural. Uh, the anxiety, maybe it's like, uh, I know I felt this the other day. I was out for a walk and we're supposed to just social distance, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this house down the street that's just wild. Like their their pets are always just like running around in the street and stuff. And the parents are a couple of crackheads and they don't watch their kids. And one time I found their kid, like when they were small at the park down the street, abandoned. Just like in a in a baby swing, oh
0: my God, and they had
1: a bloody nose because they were like stuck and couldn't get out. yeah, it's just yes. like shitty people, but and these poor kids, anyway, it's not the kid's fault. This dog runs out and just jumping all over my leg, and then this this uh preteen girl comes out and is like running all around me and rubbing up all on me, trying to get her dog, and I'm like, well, f, so much for social isolation, you know, like social distancing rather. And then I get anxious, like, oh, how are the next eight days going to be? I don't don't know where this person's been. So I get it. It's like, it's weird now. Like even anytime I get close to somebody, uh, I still go for my walks. And when I'm coming at somebody down the sidewalk, we both do this like (laughs) 90 degree juke around each other. And it's just strange. And I wonder how long that's going to, how that's going to affect our relationships with people moving forward.
0: It's tough getting eye contact with people that you're walking past these days as well now.
1: Yeah. What I will say, and I've said this before, is this, I'm not, and I don't mean to downplay. Let me know if you agree with this or not. And you don't have to. But I, I say this, and, and I mean it, and I don't mean to downplay the whole situation. But to me, I, I'm not going to live in the fear of this. Yes, I, I'm i afraid of getting it. I don't want to get it. right? But it's not going to dictate like the way I do things. If I have to do something, I have to do it. So what I mean is, The rules haven't changed. Six months ago, I could get a really bad influenza virus, or I could get, uh, or I could faint and go back to the ER, and I could potentially catch something in the ER. I've caught uh, C. difficile, C. diff from a hospital before, disgustingly awful and potentially deadly illness, and I had to battle through that. So it's like any of that stuff could happen at any time already. So even though even though this is around and this is a thing, this coronavirus thing, the rules are the same. The game hasn't changed. The only difference is that there's another player. There's another player in the game and they're a little stronger than everyone else. Right. That's the way I see it is like, if you're thinking of, um, if you're thinking of a soccer game, how about hockey? Let's go hockey. Soccer. Everybody's like kind of like a bunch of babies. Stewart would disagree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's missing his football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Poor guy. Everybody is. Uh, but if you're like playing a hockey game, and one of your team gets in the penalty box, and now you're outnumbered, it's just kind of like that. They have that. There's that extra player on the other team, so you have the disadvantage. But the rules of the game are the same. You can't be offsides. You can't. Uh, I mean, you can't just like stick people with your hockey stick, like the fun, fundamentally everything about us surviving and, and potentially getting sick is the same. The only things are, we need to be more careful and there's a bigger, there's another player and it's uh and he's a good player and that's the coronavirus. He's
0: a good, he's a bad player. He's a dirty player. <laughs> he's taking out your men left, right and center. Yeah.
1: What? So what he would be, <laughs> what people consider good, like the good, like some of the best, uh, Um, Hockey players can be kind of dirty. Yeah. So I
0: think I think I think the players, the current players, need to brush up on their skills and their best practice. Yeah. Is what needs to happen here, and And is what we're already doing, which is great.
1: Hopefully, right over a number of months, our player will come out of the penalty box and will be at full strength, as they say in hockey. It's called full strength again. I just felt like hockey. I don't know why. I was feeling it. I like it. I like yeah, it. But uh, what do you what do you think? Do you agree? Disagree? Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, it's deadly. I don't like it. I'm. I don't want any of my family or friends to get it. But at the core, I feel like it. Like the rules haven't changed that much. It's just more precaution, being safer.
0: Yeah, it's that. Careful. It's that consciousness. I think that. Consciousness yeah, that's of, a good way to put it. And that responsibility. So being there is there is no such thing as being too cautious right now so Mm -hmm. prior to this coronavirus spread i would always have um a little bottle of antibacterial gel in my bag for you know if if there's no toilet um if there's no soap in the toilets whatever that's when i'd use it and stuff like that but uh you know now you really need to use it and you need to use gloves and you need to be mindful of others and what they need so reach out to reach out to the vulnerable reach out to the elderly and ask them what it is they need and see what you can do to safely support them, but support yourself and in supporting yourself, you're supporting everybody else In keeping yourself safe. You're keeping everybody else. Good point. There's
1: a lot of people not taking this seriously
0: and still having
1: block parties and, uh, group gatherings, especially like younger people, like the spring break crowd.
0: Spring break. Um, yeah, absolute jokers They're they're, you know, they, they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, and everybody who is playing by the rules um, and is supporting their team should be proud of themselves. Um, staying indoors is saving lives and it's tough but it will end one day um, and uh, stay grateful for what you do have. Like some people don't have a home to stay in, some people don't aren't able to access food at all or toilet roll at all and some people never were able to access toilet roll so be grateful that we have that luxury um, and, uh, yeah, support each other because it's an emotional time and it's affecting a lot of people financially and will have ripple effects for years. So yeah. um, be responsible.
1: I, I think a note about the anxiety too is, mm. like, the more anxious you're going to remain, your immune system is going to be a little bit lesser. It's going to be more compromised. Yeah. And then you even, and then now you're setting yourself up for having more – you know, potentially getting ill. And if yeah. you get ill, you're gonna immediately think it's coronavirus. And then you're to talk about anxiety, you're gonna go nuts. So I would say to try to try to do try to keep in that calm state of mind, like nothing yeah. actively happening right now. You're okay, you're in your home, you're with your family, maybe, you're all right. Yeah. So all right, let's go to the next one. This is more of a situation right here. I have a chronic illness, and I'm worried that I'll have to go to the ER, and if I go to the ER, that I'm going to get coronavirus. I consistently have to go in to the doctor's office for appointments for certain medications and treatments. How am I going to get through this?
0: You're going to get through it with the support of the medical team that are already supporting you, I would say. They are making other... Adaptations. adaptions. So this sounds (laughs) more adapting.
1: Yeah. This sounds again, more like some paranoia about some anxiety about having to go in so much that they're going to catch Corona by going in and being in that environment. Yeah. The way I'm reading that.
0: Yeah. I would, um, yeah, I, I would, it sounds to me like that person is, uh, preempting and holding some fear. Um, and not necessarily dealing with facts. So my, my advice would be to call, you know, call your medical practitioners and find out what the new change in practice and policy is right now, because they haven't forgotten about you. They may not be in contact directly with you because they've got lots of other people that they need to contact and deal with. As urgent cases but that doesn't mean that you will be forgotten and you will still be held as a priority and if you need to go into hospital you need to go into hospital like people people who have got coronavirus and are being treated in hospitals are separate from the rest of the general hospitals like the way in which the medical practices and hospitals are separating it all is all very well thought out so leave those fears and those concerns to the professionals and hmm. focus on your health and what it is that you need, what you need help with, um, and just access it. Make sure you get it some one way or another. You will be able to access it. Um, everything, uh, everything will be accommodated for. Would be my answer. Nice. An that's assumption.
1: A, that's yeah. I have nothing that can top that.
0: I mean, that's certainly, that's, that's how it is here. Anyway, I am speaking from the UK, so I don't know don't know what Trump set up your side, but, um, you know, yeah. we've, we've got brand new hospitals popping up left, right, and center and the army involved in oh, all wow. sorts coming together to make it happen and respond and make sure everyone, like my doctor's appointment the other day was on the phone and my prescription was ready within half an hour. So
1: Cool. If only it was that easy all the time. Yeah. And maybe it will be after this. Maybe there's going to be a new line of... Like you don't have to come in person to everything all the time, yeah, I know there's already like a virtual appointment thing, but maybe it's gonna be you know tenfold or or a lot bigger than it has been interesting, good response, I like it. I hope that helps um, I hope
0: so too. hope it didn't tell, sound like a telling off, sorry, oh
1: definitely not no it was uh, <laughs> it was kind of eye opening i I actually was thinking like. I wasn't gonna consider the health professionals, but that's that's. Oh, it sounds mean when I say it that way, but no, no I, you're absolutely right. Those those people are taking the precautions the most, and they have the most experience with it. Yeah, do what they have to tell you and um, follow follow those precautions. That's great. Yeah, let's go to the next one. I will be submitting work accommodations whenever this is over coronavirus. In parentheses,
0: this this sounds like somebody who is um positively affected i would say by
1: yeah i agree the way in which
0: their work has adapted to the way in which their company needed to change
1: well beth that leads me to their next sentence i'm currently working from home which is awesome do you have any tips for submitting work accommodations requests to my employer when i return and i said i said my head yes now now if you remember here's
0: my manual
1: (laughs) here let me uh send you my lawyer's card no Uh, yes i do um have you had to do this beth didn't you do this successfully Mm -hmm. okay you did it successfully i did it unsuccessfully submitting your work accommodations request keep in mind they are requests so we have to make them reasonable right that's hence the name reasonable accommodation a request so for me, I, I requested things like being able to take adequate break time because I didn't actually get breaks. Um, and I, I wasn't asking for like three hours here, an hour here, I'm asking for like being able to have 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there. Um, being able to use the restroom when I need to go to the restroom. I know that sounds crazy, right? Like, it's
0: ridiculous. When when, when you first saw me that, I was like,
1: that uh, is... believe it or not. There's only to a certain point you can fill up your trash can before it starts to overflow. So, nasty joke, but uh, sometimes <laughs> true in the policing or dispatching anyway. You got to do what you got to do to survive, right? So that I, what I would do is this: I would uh, outline your requests. Make sure, are they reasonable? Like, would a reasonable person believe that they could be accommodated? Do they put financial hardship on your employer? If the answer is no, go with it. If the answer is yes, change it, tailor it, because that's one of the things they look for: is like, is this going to cost us more money? If it does, we can legally tell you to piss off. And oh, uh,
0: that's brutal. Yeah,
1: at least that's here how it is in the states here, because it's very specific. Also, I would be able to um, get to the point where you're able to articulate to the employer why you're asking for those certain accommodations that you're requesting this is supposed to be a compromise between the employer and yourself this isn't supposed to be one-sided they aren't supposed to take a stance and say no we're not doing anything or or like they take it as in you're telling them what to do this is collaboration Mm -hmm. Uh, for me i didn't have that i was just immediately sent to disability leave short term and when that ran out fired gone. Listen, that that is a possibility. Keep that in mind. But I don't want that to uh, instill fear into anybody. You have to do what you have to do for yourself. So do it. If that's what you need to do and you know that's what you need to do, you have to do it. Again, it all comes down to what you believe and taking care of yourself. So there's that. On the other hand, you could be like Beth here and your employer could be like, oh, great. Here's how we can make this work. What do you think about that? And you guys find some sort of middle ground where you can still be an asset and a functional uh, part of the company or wherever you're working. So Beth, what do you got? What's your experience like?
0: Uh, So I've got a mixed experience. My first experience with my first employer when i um was first diagnosed was really positive they were really proactive had a great health and safety and hr department and they they actually came to me and said these are all the things that we can do and i was like wow i would have never expected you to be that accommodating didn't know about any nice. of the ergonomics equipment and stuff so what that did for me was great it really boosted my confidence gave me confidence in my employer in myself in my ability and to be aware of the support that was out there um it then also gave me a confidence going into my second role with a different company knowing what my rights were so i think it's important to know what your rights are um mm, yeah and, i should have mentioned
1: that too yeah I totally <laughs> so you that part. That. Yeah. <laughs> first before you make the accommodations I think that's, <laughs> yeah that's crucial
0: um, thank god you're here <laughs> so understand your rights um, but, and uh, before you contact anyone I think is important um, get some written evidence from your doctors about what your condition is because um, you will also benefit from having their support that you would benefit from having uh, workplace adjustments made and if you're approaching your employer like I did the second time round go in with the you know with with the best case scenario for yourself and expect them to chip it down a bit because um, they don't in certain areas they don't have to make any adjustments it is their choice as to whether they do for me living in the UK they wouldn't be able to sack me or force me on leave um, because that would be discrimination but they could or they they could have found an alternative employment for me, better suited to my condition, or reduce my hours, um, or or find a job that had shorter hours, etc. Because um, that was the only real workplace and accommodation that my second workplace didn't make. They allowed me to work ten till six as opposed to nine till five. Um, but what really helped me in my previous employer was doing all my hours in four days as opposed to five days because I had a complete rest day in the week um, mm-hmm. the other way around and um, so that's something they couldn't accommodate but there's also in the UK is a um, company called Access to Work so that's government funded um, external um, assessors that come to your workplace and they assess on behalf of your workplace and on behalf of you and make recommendations to your workplace as to what um physical kit would help you in your job and they write to your employer and say this is what we recommend this is the price of it and i think that there's then some funding offered or basically that your workplace decide whether they uh can dip into their um funds from h r. to support that, and i I didn't have any issues with that. They got me everything that was recommended apart from Dragon technology at that point, which I now have from disabled students allowance. If you have any issues or come across any barriers or um negativity or bullying or harassment even as well um get in touch with your union um and get support if you don't have a union, I do not know the answer to that.
1: Unions are kind of being done away with here, yeah, yeah. I would say maybe uh, a lot of people are scared of this, but know that if you're in the States, consider an attorney that specializes in this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just having one um, kind of ready to fight on your behalf kind of makes your employer just like, oh, okay, maybe we have to look at this a little more seriously here. But also like most attorneys here, I don't know, maybe there too, Beth is like, they won't ask for payment unless they, have to win a case or unless they, you know, there's money involved. So potentially like worst case, you might have to pay like a um, retainer fee. So like say you have to pay a few hundred dollars to keep them on retainer in case you have to do all these things. If that few hundred dollars gets your accommodations for you, then perhaps that's worth it. So it's all about kind of weighing. is this going to benefit me. Is it worth it?
0: Yeah. Always measure the stress in those situations and the impact of that stress. If something's stressing you out, And like not getting the answer that you need or want
1: yeah there's flip side you could also just downsize and and forget that battle and move on to something else easier said than done to just be like hey quit do something else uh yeah place but
0: yeah i really i say i say that yeah (laughs) yeah
1: because i i mean i didn't quit but i got i got as you would say sacked
0: yeah and i say that from experience because Yeah. yeah i got to the point where i had to quit because i made myself so ill fighting against the stress of it all and it wasn't worth it so
1: yeah you can hear about that podcast 27 and 28 with <laughs> yours truly beth and collier the black widow of
0: i am the black widow the
1: chronic victory podcast avengers or whatever you want to call it hopefully marvel doesn't like sue me over this i don't
0: know i want to get a badge
1: a badge I I okay i'll make you one it's made of paper all right Sweet <laughs> work accommodations. All
0: right. Check. Right. Have- last question. Check. We got the last question now. Solid. We have the
1: last question. We kind of touched. We kind of touched on it with your Beth's coronavirus tips for survival. However, how do we stay positive during quarantine slash isolation? How can we stay positive?
0: We focus on the cans and not the can'ts. We take regular breaks for ourselves for ourselves and from ourselves as well (laughs) and by that i mean doing something different to what you were doing 10 minutes ago
1: so this passing the time at home in isolation Hmm. gift or curse that's my question. gift gift i think so too we have to look at the positives maybe that maybe how do we stay positive look at the positives yeah perspective man take this time to maybe this is the best time to be mindful since we've hit mindfulness today, yeah, or reflect on kind of where you're at. take a legitimate break from the work you've been doing, the things you've been battling. this is like uh this is like a lull in a firefight, right? like just take the break. This is more time to get a good perspective and a good read on your future and that and that doesn't have to be a scary negative thing that could be exciting. Enjoy that you get to kind of pick the direction you get to kind of choose which path you want to take you're not stuck right now you might be stuck at home or feel like you're i keep hearing people say stuck but in most places you could still go out for a walk or or you know but again if that's too much anxiety listen you could even pretend hell i pretend i'm like when I'm really sick and I'm or I'm going into like MRI, yeah, that's the really loud one that's in it. Yeah.
0: the magnet, the massive pole. Yeah, and
1: you can like feel the pulses through and through your body and just make it yeah. sick and I, I always am ding, like... ding 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 ding. Yeah, like really <laughs> I I hate it. I hate it. I, I like what gets me through it is sound makes me sound like a child. I pretend I'm like an astronaut and I'm in a spaceship. You're like light years away. I'm Matthew McConaughey in whatever that movie was, where, uh Interstellar or something. Right. And I'm like, in that awful web. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to be like in some sort of, I don't know, imaginary, awesome journey. Like I'm just pretending and I'm starting to have fun with it. Pretending I'm a character or, and it gets me through the MRI before I know it. it's over. It's been like two hours. It was a long one. This has happened more than once. So you could pretend there's like a terrible snowstorm outside. Guess what you'd be doing, okay? Maybe there was a natural disaster, earthquake, tornado, whatever. Guess what you'd be doing? Kind of like the whole thing I said before is like the rules haven't changed. Yeah. The game's the same. There's just like another player. It's the same thing. You could be doing this anyways. It's just a different, like don't let the, the, the reason why you're doing it define how you feel about it. If you had a two-week, say, snowstorm that was just so bad that everybody had to stay home and isolated, would you be happy about that? Probably. You'd be like, this is awesome. Snow day. Woo! So, okay. Uh, and again, not like undermining that people are hurting and suffering from this, but if we have to look at a positive, you could be doing this anyway in different contexts. So you, you, you'll survive. You'll get through it. Look at things that you like to look at. You said, you said, Beth, you're staying away from the news, you're staying away from social media and that it kicks ass. Like I'm so proud of you for that yeah. because it's hard for me to convey this, but I'll try. Um, when I say things like start doing the things you want to do, that includes start digesting and start looking at the things you want to look at and the things that you, you feel hatred towards the things that upset you turn it off.
0: Yeah. You have that power.
1: Yeah. If you have a conscious mind right now, you have that power to do that. Start looking at things. Hell, look at some funny memes. There are a lot of funny coronavirus memes. Even if I was sick, I think I'd still like them because they're hilarious. There's a lot of good Tiger King ones too.
0: <laughs> I, I get I'll watch it. Yeah, are you being start, sponsored
1: by... <laughs> hey, how is this for an idea? to Stay positive. Start trolling your friends. It's April. We had to cancel <laughs> April Fool's yesterday. But, I mean, you can still send them dank memes or something i don't know
0: i thought that's what your two hour late to our recording yesterday was about was is this a april. big
1: prank <laughs>
0: <laughs> how long can i make her wait <laughs> oh my gosh was
1: that was yesterday that was april Fool. I didn't <laughs> put that together till now Shit, i'm so sorry about that i always tell people not to apologize but i think uh when when it's necessary still do it so what I mean uh, is yes, don't apologize yes, for your illness.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, feel, I still feel bad about that. Yeah, no but, need. I mean, listen. Let go. I think another connecting, staying connected to like, I'm online with Beth right now, chilling. Stay connected to people.
0: Yeah. You don't get have to sit connected. there and
1: be isolation doesn't mean you don't have to talk to people. Start binge watching 50 Shades of Grey. If that's your thought, like start doing shit. I don't know. There yeah. are so many things you could be doing right now. And I think that would all be positive, but it's very important not to, not to give light to the negative. And if you want to say, Oh, well, I need to watch the news cause I need to be informed. Well, okay. But there's different ways you can, you'll get the information. You don't necessarily, you don't have to have the news on 24 seven. And I know people right now, Beth, get this shit. They're falling asleep to it. Really? Uh, yeah. Like it's that's like healthy. they're sitting there all day with their coffee.
0: Not healthy. Take a break yeah. from it. There's
1: these, these are like some of my relatives, even they're just like sitting there constantly. It's like of course you're gonna think every day is Armageddon if you if you do that. It's like not Yeah.
0: And then you're in constant fight and flight mode. It's not that's not a healthy place to be.
1: Yeah. Hazardous to your health. It's like smoking. How are you gonna stay positive?
0: I am gonna stay in a routine. I'm gonna get my hours walk a day, uh, which I didn't do yesterday, so my back is suffering today. I'm sorry, for did it.
1: you say hours?
0: Hour, as in an hour, and an hours, hour long. Yeah, hours long, an hours long. That's a hours long, long one. <laughs> one hours long. One
1: hours long. That's still up long to long. an
0: hour. I don't. I don't do an hour every day. God, have you seen me? um uh Staying in Whatever. touch with relatives, doing what I can for other people safely. Um, so you're studying. following
1: the Beth's coronavirus tips for survival.
0: I am. I am. I am nice. doing. I am practicing like I preach that
1: is what i'm doing amazing would you say connection's the most important one
0: yeah the, it's yeah it's positive? really key right now yeah yeah, yeah. even yeah, if make, it's like
1: make, uh, reading a book i think you could even even hell connect with yourself if you don't you know like, yeah. i'm not saying you have to call people all day but that goes back to that self reflection kind of like am i who i want to be right now yeah what things do i want to change and now you have days to think about it and to, and to decide, so that's a positive. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so and you then can, you
0: can be in pre-contemplation stage.
1: Yeah. To to the on the other side of this, I know people that are still working and they're stressed and they're they don't get time off now and they have to wear personal protective equipment all day, all week. And to all of you, and police, fire, nursing, doctors truck drivers dispatchers food service workers anybody that i also didn't mention and left out that's still working
0: delivery drivers
1: delivery drivers yes health and nutrition stores thank you all for what you're doing you guys are the heroes of this the front line
0: truly are yeah
1: and uh we really thank all those people for what they're doing right now And uh, I think they're doing well to stay positive too. From what I've seen, there's a lot of like, you have to, they always say like, you should have fun at work. And I think people are making the best out of it uh, with what they got. So that's, it's so uplifting to see like those kind of people cheering people on that are leaving that have kind of healed from coronavirus or something like leaving a hospital or dancing around wearing their masks, like unfazed by this thing. It's just incredible. Like the strength of these people that are doing this job because they genuinely care about people is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. And how they've adapted to such a humongous task is incredible.
1: Yeah. So we're very lucky. Very, very yeah. all right. That's that's all of the questions. Thanks everybody that sent messages, asked questions. This is more than three this time, which is cool. That means uh that's a, a sign of growth, I think.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Any that's- closing thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would just like to share the words of the great Fred Durst and from the song Bright Stuff. And that right now, oh my goodness, no human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. So your best bet is to stay away, mother Chuffer. Just one of those days. Write it out. Be kind to yourself. Thank you very much for having me back on.
1: Hey, always, always a pleasure. You'll be back, I'm sure.
0: I hope so. Whatever you're going through, whatever your situation, stay in the fight. Ooh. Love and my it. Fi- is my final thought. Or maybe it was yours and I stole it. Yeah. I've been hacked. Stay in the fight.
1: Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you heard something that inspired you and that you continue to tune in. Feel free to reach out to me on social media or by email. Also, if you're in a position to donate, I have a Patreon account set up to support this podcast and the community behind it. Whatever you're going through and whatever your situation is, stay in the fight.